0: Netflix presents Inside Joke Space Force. I'm your host, Jimmy O. Yang. Let's give skinny fuel a try, and maybe we can shake hands from across the world. And let's go inside Space Force. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about episode 107, Edison James of Netflix's Space Force, written by Yale Green and directed by Jeff Blitz. A heavily-hyped entrepreneur offers to let Space Force use a revolutionary rocket fuel, while Dr. Chan gives Captain Ali a crash course in botany, and Aaron commits a crime.
1: When POTUS called me and asked me to help you guys out, I was stoked.
0: I was stoked as well, and amped.
1: Yeah, not just for our country, but uh, my rocket fuel needs customers. And you'll have to forgive me if I sound like a woman on a mission, but I am one.
0: Our guest today, very awesome to have these two. We have uh, our girl, Diana Silvers, who play Aaron Naird in the show, and uh, one of my favorites, Caitlin Olson. And uh, later joining us uh, in the episode will be our property master, Scott McGinnis. Welcome, everybody.
1: Thank you. Hi.
0: Hi. (laughs) I just rewatched the episode. It's so much fun stuff. And when I saw you on the call sheet, Caitlin, I was so happy because I think one of my very first jobs was uh, in season eight of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where I actually played my first scientist.
1: Yeah, that was so much fun. You were great.
0: Oh, thank you so much. How did you get involved in this project?
1: Um, Well, I got a call from Greg Daniels asking me to do um, an episode of a show that he was doing with Steve Carell and John Malkovich. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, no further questions need to be no. asked once you say Steve Carell and John Malkovich. Have you worked with those two before? N-
1: um, I, I had never met uh, John. Steve and I had done like an event together, but we haven't done a, a project together. Um, we did like, mm-hmm. I think it's like some Shakespeare thing. Um, but... And and we know each other, you know, socially a little bit, um, but I had never worked with him before, so I was really excited. And then I read the script, and that was um, <laughs> that was really fun. So I was uh, I was on board.
0: When 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 Greg pitched it, a character uh, was it based on anyone, or what kind of backgrounds did he give you?
1: Yeah, so it was very Elizabeth Holmes, Silicon Valley, um, which I was so fascinated by when it was happening. Um, and it, it's funny because I I would walk around the house like doing her voice and just because it would make rob laugh um so when he was saying that it was sort of based on that character i was like oh my god that's gonna be so much fun yes so i was i was uh i was excited
0: this is kind of like one of those dream roles one of those great guest star roles that can really have their own spin-off series i i, I love <laughs> the whole episode and um Aaron. Naird, one of my favorite characters in the show, (laughs) Diana Silvers. Uh, You're so good in the show. Uh, Not just playing like a bratty teenager, but there's so much depth and layers to all of your performances. Uh, It's so great. How did you get involved in this project, Diana?
2: I went through many rounds of auditioning. Um, Not that. I went through three rounds of auditions. That's a lot. Yeah, it was a it was a good experience though. It was like with each audition I was one step closer to the job. Um first one was with Allison Jones when uh and and I already, you know, know her cuz she cast book smart and um she's just fantastic and her office is like down the street from where I live. Um mm-hmm. where I live now. And I was with her and I said to her in the first round if I just get a chemistry read with Steve Carell, I will be so happy. It doesn't even matter if I get the part. Like, it would just be a dream to just get to work in a room with him for 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. I got that and more. I get to work with him in a room for 10 minutes all the time. Well, when we go back to work. <laughs> um, so
0: was the second one with Steve or was he like the final boss in the third He one? was the
2: final. He was like he's like the Bowser <laughs> of it. Uh, the uh-huh, second, uh-huh. second round was with Greg and Paul, I think. No, 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 no. Just Greg and Howard, actually. And then third round was... Greg, Howard, Steve, and Paul King. Wow. Yeah.
0: Were you nervous at all?
2: Not really. That's what was weird. I think it was like I'd just been preparing for that moment. That's what I wanted. And I was just excited to get to kind of just show them what I can do, you know? I was just excited to
0: do that. Which is like, it's incredible. I mean, Caitlin, I think back when you were, because uh, Diana, you got the role when you were 21. Yeah. When I was 21, I would have been a mess in a room <laughs> with Steve Carell. <laughs> that that would have been uh, terrifying. And even Steve said uh, in episode one of this podcast he was nervous the first day on set with john malkovich really so it's yeah it's great to hear that you have this poise
2: i mean i think it's more of like you gotta fake it don't you <laughs> because after the audition i was like in my car shaking and i was
0: like oh my god i just did that like
2: i, I did it i held it together i didn't freak out or faint or anything that's really cool because i think it was a month earlier i had an audition with amy poehler and oh, wow. that one, I was, like, actually, like, a shaking chihuahua the whole time. What was that for? Uh, from Moxie.
0: Oh, okay. Cool.
2: Yeah, and I really, I was so nervous. So I think I got all the jitters out with her, and then I was like, all right, like, <laughs> you're, you can do this. It's okay. They're really cool people. They're not, they're not that scary. <laughs> I agree, and I think that it's easier, actually,
1: when you're to audition with with actual actors. For me, it's really, auditioning was always hard because I, am playing so much off the other person and the energy is all weird and it's just a person who's reading off a piece of paper and there's only one person there and I have a theater background. I'd rather be Mm. up on a stage with hundreds Mm -hmm. of people watching. So for me, I was always like terrible in auditions and then if I could just go straight to a chemistry read I was so much better because I was like there we go now we're acting it just seems like a whole different animal
2: yeah I agree with that too and especially the theater background it's it's really the less people that are in the room the more awkward I think and more nervous I get when there's like five six people when it starts getting into the bigger rooms you're like oh I can do this like this is you don't pay attention anymore because you're so like tuned into the partner yeah
0: yeah, and you can you can read the room too, yeah. which is nice. Uh, even as a stand up when you hear a little chuckle from Greg on the side, you're like, "Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah, well. Yeah. I'm doing okay here." <laughs> right. You know? Diana, uh, you you come from a theater background too, right? So I read that you, you've been in theater camp since you were twelve. And yeah. Of course, you went to NYU, and of course, you were a big time model uh, before you. I don't you know if you'd say big
2: time. A <laughs>
0: dabble. Uh, Stella <laughs> Mac- closing the show for Stella McCartney. Have 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 me and you ever done that? <laughs> no, don't think so.
1: Not once. We should though. You guys should. I agree. We should just get together and do it. Just you and me. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. We uh, Zoom a do a
2: Zoom fashion show. Just walk down your hallway. We are, uh, I am in
0: is, my closet. There you go. We're almost there's there. There's something so sad about a Zoom fashion show.
2: Um, that's the future of fashion, Jimmy. Come on, get with it.
0: I, I'm ready. People have been pitching me on my comedians, but he's like, hey man, you want to do a Zoom stand-up show? I'm like, this sounds like the worst idea <laughs> no. on the planet.
2: You can make your own laugh track. Yeah, Just play crickets.
0: <laughs> Diana, so you have so much poise, you know, and you're young. You're, you're much younger than us and even the rest of the cast. I'm considered one of the guys on the cast, right? Oh, that I'm a child, I guess. (laughs) Well, no, no, but you have such a poise about you. What was your process of crafting this Aaron Nair character?
2: Um, I don't know. I feel like whenever I get into, when I get a new character, the first thing I think about is what would they listen to? Which is kind of a, because I feel like when I'm in a mood or a funk or any, any kind of place mentally, the first thing I turn to is music for myself. So I always like to just think about what would my character listen to? And I always make a playlist for the character I'm playing.
0: So And, and what's in the th- uh, Aaron playlist? Uh,
2: there's a lot of like uh, Phoebe Bridgers um, and um, uh, why am I blanking right
0: now? Uh, Stevie Nicks?
2: No, not too much of that. Mm. More like Radiohead and, nice. and Phoebe Bridgers and like, Like, Bon Iver. I feel like she's—because she's in, like, a dark place, you know? And I think pre-Colorado, she probably liked Maggie Rogers and, like, I don't know. Maybe she, like, listened to, like, John Mayer with her parents, you know?
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. more basic stuff back in the day. Yeah, and maybe, like, the Eagles with
2: her dad and stuff like that. So I Mm -hmm.
0: think—I
2: think um, that was, like, my first step was just thinking of what Aaron listens to. Um, And then from there, I I thought about, you know, what would she wear and what would— what does she think and how does she see the world and obviously at the end of the day when you're doing a scene with anyone you're just it's like you're only as good as your partner so I, and I feel like I just kind of followed Steve and um because he's a, a the best acting partner so it was, um, yeah. everyone on the show is really, really good and just made my job really easy.
0: Well, we haven't had any scene together. So you I might want to reevaluate the statement after working with me, who yeah. is a horrific scene partner.
2: Yeah. I've heard some things. <laughs> I saw it firsthand. not lying. Oh,
0: geez. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not good. Have not improved. They had whatsoever. to give you
2: the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Th- this is my pity job, you know, or oh, this is my punishment, really. I have to do the podcast now. Um, no, but I I think what I loved about Aaron's character and and you you did it so well, like you were saying, like her music choice probably changed, her clothing changed from the first scene you saw her when yeah. she was in DC to towards the end of the episode when she's you know doing stuff that wouldn't make her family happy, right. you know. So, did Greg tell you that this was the arc that we were tracking? Uh, how how did you work on tracking that arc?
2: I I don't know. I think a lot of we we'll, it changed a lot i mean with every table read it was like you know you're you're, you're learning about your character more basically so i think it mm-hmm. i just tracked her the, through the show th- with every script i got you know yeah. cuz i i can't predict her arc i i can't predict you know i'm not um i mean today you know talking about arcs and and stuff like that was great cuz it kind of gives it does give me a, more of an idea
0: i love that yeah
2: but at the same time especially um for the first season, I think, in this past season, it was just, I took it as it came at me, you know? Yeah. And then I think um, Dana Reed, actually, she sat down with me before episodes 9 and 10 to like really talk about like Aaron's arc and what's happened in this season and where she came from and all that stuff. Like We really did like a proper character breakdown, which was really great. But um, yeah. for the most part, I feel like... Um, it wasn't, like, the main conversation when we were on set. It was more like, what are we doing right now?
0: Just, like, moment to moment. Yeah,
2: very, very moment to moment.
0: Yeah, and, and your moments with Steve are so great. Uh, one of my favorites, not to jump too far ahead, but in episode 9, that 40-second scene, that was absolutely heartbreaking <laughs> because there's so many scenes with Aaron that when I read, I'm like, oh, this is just, like, a bratty teenager. Like, I would have maybe just played it if I was to play this part. <laughs> just, like, a basic, you know, uh, bratty teenager. But you added so much depth in. That she is not just uh, bratty, she's scared, you know, moving to Colorado by herself. I I really love that performance.
2: Oh, thank you. Jimmy.
0: (laughs) Come on. Come on. Uh, And and the pairings have been really fun in the first season for Aaron. At first, you have the Yuri character uh, played by Alex Sparrow. And then you have the Duncan character played by Spencer House, right? Yes. Um, how, How was it working with those two?
2: It was great. Um, Spencer's awesome. We had a lot, I think we had a lot of fun together on set. Um, which, you know, episode seven, we'd get into some shenanigans, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was really fun. Um, that was a fun day. That was actually a really fun day on set. Um, we actually got to like talk a lot because we had like, because a- he was very in and out himself. And since he doesn't live here, it wasn't like I could like hang out with him or anything like that because he lives in New York, I believe. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was great. We had a really good time. And um, Alex Sparrow is such a character. Like, he's got <laughs> such a big personality.
0: I wish we have had uh, Alex Sparrow on the podcast. I guess we, yeah. didn't, we, we didn't have a chance to talk to him. He is so interesting. Yeah, he's Because very fascinating. he is uh, a pop star in yeah, Russia. He's a Russian Caitlin, pop star. Caitlin, did you star? know this? No. Yeah, Alex Sparrow, who played Yuri, he won the Russian version of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's so he told us you know
1: yeah and wow <laughs> did
2: you do any fact checking on that or
0: well he was so confident i just, <laughs> just kind of bought him. it yeah
2: i mean he's he's like the perfect salesman i'm like yeah no he was he's he was so perfect for the part yeah like such a fantastic casting he
0: he has a i, I don't know if it's a russian thing where, where they don't because you know if, if i say caitlin olsen you know you're the best uh uh always sunny my favorite show you're like oh thank you they like a little humble like oh come on it's not you know whatever yeah. right but we were like yeah i i would joke around with other people that come on set i'm like you know this guy that plays yuri alex sparrow right here he won dancing with the stars he's basically the beyonce of russia he's just a heartthrob everything right like kind of you know even joking he'd
2: be like
0: yeah yeah and then he was like yeah no that's true he was like yeah he's like no it's
2: true i am and we're like cool yes okay i don't know where the conversation
0: goes after that but yeah cool dude you know
2: like he i I, what i would give to have that confidence
0: (laughs) i i know i know and that corgi oh my god Uh, his dog is is the cutest thing in the world a cute corgi and him shirtless it's it's quite it's a great combo yeah
2: like the perfect thirst trap
0: (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, there's this run there's a couple really funny scenes with you and Duncan. One of them is uh, the, a fantasia where you realize he doesn't have any imagination. We're trying oh, to yeah. look that up. Is that a real thing?
2: I Again, I have no idea. But when someone says something with confidence, I will believe it.
0: Yeah, and then at the end when he became like a conspiracy theorist yeah, uh, talking about Jeffrey Epstein and the Queen of England I thought that was so funny uh, because of your reaction of it because yeah. uh, it's kind of like a, a broadish character trait but then you really grounded at the end just like sitting sitting. Yeah. on a, I mean, froyo stand like wow
2: We all know a guy, you know? <laughs> we all know a guy who's on 4chan or Reddit
0: <laughs> Sadly, sadly, yeah. sadly <laughs> Um, Caitlin, uh, the shirt scene, one of my favorites, the shirt app.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that.
0: The S H R T. Yeah. Uh, That must've been so fun to do. Was it a green screen when you guys did that? Uh,
1: Yeah, it was. And, um, and then what was up there? There was something that was up there that was trying to like take the, it would just be a placeholder. Um, but to let us know when the picture of him with the clothes popped up. Um, but it was, like, him pantsless or something. It was so distracting <laughs> that Steve – I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was so funny. Um, it was a
0: Photoshop picture of Steve pantsless, I hope.
1: Something like that. And Steve was Amazing. like, can we take that – Like, like he, we had to take it down because it was too distracting because it was cracking us up. But, um, yeah, look, I everything was fun. I it, The whole thing was um, – I just really love – that man. He's such a good guy and he's he
0: he really is so okay.
1: unbelievably talented and um professional. And uh, yeah, I mean it it was the whole thing was really fun.
0: Yeah. And 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 your sidekick in that episode, Hannah, who was played by uh Janina Gavincar. Is yes. that how you say her name? Janina, yeah. Yeah, she is great. And her relationship with Ben mm. was so fun that was so Uh, great
1: yeah
0: did you meet her before the shoot did you have a chemistry read with her at all or anything like that
1: no i met her the day she showed up
0: wow wow and Yeah. yeah it seems like you guys have been working together forever which is great
1: no she um yeah she was wonderful and um she was really excited to be there too and they they were we were just all kind of joking around together it was just it was a really fun easy shoot you know i mean i kind of touched on this, but it's not always so fun to go and guest star on someone else's show, but um, everyone was really nice and um, half my Sunny crew also, like we shot season 14 and then my crew went straight over to Space Force. So like...
0: All the hair hair, makeup makeup department. department, Abby.
1: Abby, Thea, yeah. Um, So that made it really nice too. Just so hanging out um, in between scenes was just fun because everyone was so welcoming and nice and happy. They really are. Yeah. Yeah, happy to be there. Well, yeah. Happy to have me there. It was, it was great.
0: And and I think it really starts from the top of the call sheet. I mean, it Diana, does. I think me and you both experienced this. Yeah. Uh, you know, my first scene was with John and Carell. I was like, oh my god, like I'm like shaking, you know. Yeah. But they immediately make you feel so welcome, and they are like cool dudes, man. They they they're just cool.
1: They were so yeah, gracious. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, and and that can be very intimidating, and I think that they know that, so mm-hmm. they just really went out of their way to make me feel comfortable and they were very complimentary. And, um, you know, I, it was almost like I had to learn a new language. I mean, a a lot of my stuff got chopped down for time, but there was so much dialogue and it was all like Silicon Valley speak or, Mm -hmm. you know, space or fuel or science talk. Like there was a lot that I was saying. And for a long period, there were big monologues and I, and they were just like staring at me listening. And it was just like, I would find myself like talking a little bit faster to just get <laughs> be done with it. So that, and then I was like, stop it. This is what, whatever. But they, um, there was one day in particular, it was so long and it was kind of just all me talking. And by the end of the day, my brain was just completely fried. And I, um, I don't know, I forgot something. I was like, you guys, I'm sorry. My brain is mush. And both of them. Just took the opportunity to to go out of their way to just be like, listen, what you have done this week is so. They just were really complimentary and they wow, were lovely, yeah. and that you, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been fine to just say, no, it's okay, don't worry about it, or whatever. But they just both took me aside and and um, just made me feel really comfortable and good. And it, that's wow. I think that's sadly. I mean, that's really how it always should be, but that's pretty rare.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely.
1: John, in the hair and uh, I was—we were both on the in makeup chairs, and he kept um, grabbing his script and uh, running lines with me. He was like, "Let's do this scene. Let's yeah. do this scene. Let's do it over again." I was just like, "Who is this man? Nobody has time for this." Because yeah. he would see me yeah. sitting there, like going over it, going over it, and he'd just be like, "Here, I'll run with you and just start doing it, and then be like again." <laughs> it's like... This man clearly directs a theater company and he's yeah. um, he not. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's not your job to do this, but it was so sweet of you. And it was, it really helped.
0: He's about his work. You he know, really and is. He's a great team leader. And so is Steve. Yeah. Yes. Um, with those technical terms, I, I feel I, I had to do a lot of that in this show, too. And I just I, yeah. I don't have time to go like on NASA.gov and research it. So I just <laughs> try to make it sound real. Do you have a process on that, Caitlin?
1: Well, I mean, fortunately, mine was only it w- I was there for the week. So I I I. Impressed with you because I'm not really able to do that. I have to understand what it is I'm saying, or I won't be able to memorize. <laughs> you, you're
0: it. impressed of how much of a hack I am. I, and, I am and get away away you're with it pulling it
1: off. <laughs> You are. I think if I didn't know what I was saying, I would forget the lines. So I had to. I had to do a lot. <laughs> to do a lot of research for that. Wow, those.
0: good for you. That's very method. Very great. That's awesome.
1: That's just survival, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh diana is this uh true that uh is this your first series regular role on a tv show
1: yes oh congratulations thank you
0: i know how fun um so how has it been because of course people know you from book smart ma uh great movies uh great standout performances how has it been different that now you got like a little tv family
2: it's really cool to to you see the same people so consistently like i actually feel like I don't know even though, even like the with our zoom calls I just feel like we really are our own little team. Um and it's really nice and and um I don't know it just feels like you're like tr- cuz when you're when you do a movie it's like summer camp, you know? The you're you you build this little family but you're but at the same time yeah. you know that summer's going to be over and you know every time you see them it's like oh those are my friends from summer camp.
0: But mm-hmm. it's not
2: a constant, you know, like, you know you're not going to see them every day, but I feel like you are on a TV show, at least what I've been feeling, it feels more like, like school, you know, or you see yeah. the same people and you, and you, and you know who you can talk to and you know, like everyone knows each other. And, um, it's like when you're like your junior of high school, like everyone just knows each other. And it's like, you can talk to anyone and there's no drama and it's just really simple and easy. I mean, at least it felt like that on our set. It just felt like we were in a really good rhythm and it was just really nice and, um, yeah I just I really really love our, our, our whole crew our whole cast our the whole production yeah. is just really no I special. love that
0: and it's only season one I'm sure we're still kind yeah. of working out the kings start building our relationships yeah. you know uh, but I can't wait for season two and three when we everyone it's already kind of so close and understanding of uh, what each other can bring to
2: yeah. the table yeah and I just feel like because you're, you're, because you're interacting with the same people, it's like you, you just start to learn everyone really well and like what they need or what, or what they – like in boundaries and all that stuff. I just feel like it's just – there's so – the level of respect is different because you know what to expect of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And 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 Caitlin, I mean, always sunny, it's on season fourteen, you said. Is that right? Wow.
1: Um we will be doing season fifteen. We just
0: Whew. got picked up amazing. that's amazing. I remember when I was on in season eight, you guys were like, I don't know, season nine <laughs> might be the last one, right? And now it's season fifteen. It's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and I think one of the coolest things was uh even when I was on season eight, you guys have had the same crew. Yeah. for eight seasons and the same crew probably now, right? Yeah. So season 15. So how how, how does that feel as a family? Uh,
1: it really is something that is very special and, um, you know, and I'm watching my, Glenn and Charlie's kids grow up as well and mm-hmm. uh, it, like you said, the crew is pretty much all the same. We've had some changes but for the most part, um, we're a family and we respect each other and, nobody's trying to get something that the other person doesn't get and um and right. that's really honestly the truth and i think it's just so important mm.
2: that's what our set feels like
1: yeah like yeah, I, and
2: like the there's not there is no ego like it really feels like we're a team we're a family and yeah you're a machine yeah like what jimmy was yeah. saying it starts with you know top of the call sheet and and i think because we got really lucky with um, Two actors that are just so professional and respectful, and 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 like they they seem to really care about the well being of the show and, and everyone involved, and I think that's why it's really just like the easiest set to be on.
0: For sure, and and on season, I mean, episode one of the episode uh, of the podcast, Steve was saying that Greg really has a knack of hiring nice people and not yeah. assholes, you know, uh, even actors and crew and everything. And I feel yeah. like that's uh, probably the key to longevity yeah. on a show. Same with The Office, always sunny, and hopefully this one, maybe we'll do this for uh, ten more years. Who, who knows? <laughs> uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be fired f- uh, uh, by season three. I'll so
2: get out of uh, here. You know and. <laughs> Stop that right
0: now. We'll see. Nonsense. Well, okay. I I always ask this uh, to people I love on the show. Um, Do you guys have any advice? I I guess you guys... uh Caitlin, if I may say, you're the queen of comedy, really the king of comedy. You know, you're, you're so great. And Diana, uh, as the press has been saying, you are the next Julia Roberts. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh,
2: God. This joke <laughs> needs to end.
0: She she hates that. Um, we can No, cut that no. Out.
2: I don't that like I hate it. It's just I, I'm like, I don't want to disrespect Miss Julia Roberts.
0: <laughs> you know, I am sure Julia Roberts would be very stoked that people are saying that you are the next her, you know. Uh, that, that's a compliment for her yeah, as that's well. Way more compliment to me. <laughs> so I, I guess, uh, do you guys have any advice for young actors, actresses out there?
1: Um, yeah. I, I mean, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but you've got to make it special to yourself. You just have to, you need to find something that you identify in that character and lean into it and embrace it and play around with it. And, do it for yourself. Don't do it because you think that's what a director or a casting director wants Mm -hmm. to see. You've just got to make it your own because the secret is nobody knows what they want. If you come into the room, and this is from the other side, from the casting side of it, somebody comes into a room and I think I have an idea about how I want this character and they blow me away. They've got the job and I just tweak the character and rewrite for it. So just come in and do a really great job and... A second before you walk into that room, just be like, I don't give a shit about these people. I want to impress myself. I want to make myself laugh. I want to be proud of myself. And I want to get back in the car and be like, that was fun. And that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Diana, especially with auditioning, it seems like you have no fear, you know, uh, <laughs> h- how, how do you do it?
2: Um, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I, I just go into the room knowing that I'm me and I, what I bring is, is special and unique. And, I just know that no one else can do that because no one else is me but myself. And mm-hmm. I think um you know, I'm I think the best thing you can ever do is just like just be honest with yourself and and don't compromise who you are because that's not what this industry is about. You know, like I think yeah, like we're we're actors, we're chameleons, we change all the time and whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm still before they say, okay, action, like I'm, I'm me. And when I go home, I'm still me. And I think, um, yeah, it's just not worth compromising your morals or who you are for anything. Like it's not, I don't think it would ever be worth it. And I think that's what I always take with me.
1: Also, especially right now, don't wait around for people to create things for you. Just create yeah. stuff for yourself. And doesn't have to be an entire television show or write a movie, but you know.
0: Get on TikTok, man. <laughs> That's the only way.
1: That's the only way you're going to get in this business is if you get on TikTok today.
0: Are you guys on TikTok? I'm on TikTok.
2: I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. There's moments where I'm like, me? No. No, Diana. You're not going on TikTok.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you? Why not? You know, it's fun. Will Smith is on TikTok now, man. I think
2: because I have talked so much trash about TikTok, like I'm not allowed on it now. Like I have to through this quarantine come out of it knowing that I never went on TikTok. I practiced what I preached. (laughs) Yep. It's
0: all just about TikTok. I do every show thinking about TikTok in the back of my mind.
1: Well, is this hour up yet?
0: Okay, so we got a clip here. This is towards the end of the episode with Aaron and Duncan. After the whole shenanigans of spilling ice cream in uh, Edison James's car, they get together and uh, Duncan just have a couple theories of his own. Let's take a listen. What? Yeah, what have you
2: been reading lately? Excuse me. Nothing, nothing. Just that uh, that Denver airport sure is crazy, huh? Duncan have you've been reading to impress me?
3: No. No. But if I had, would you be impressed?
2: I very much... might. So... that, uh... Denver Airport.
3: I read it was two billion dollars over budget.
2: Ooh, I was not aware.
3: Yeah, And many believe that the money was used to build underground meeting rooms for those who control the world economy, the Illuminati.
2: Wait, <laughs> what are you reading?
0: Websites. Uh-oh. I love how you said Illuminati. Yeah,
2: it get, got me every time.
0: Did he say that every take?
2: Yeah, Illuminati is great. It was great. And
0: and 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 was all those things scripted? Uh uh the queen stuff and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I think it was. I I don't oh gosh, I wish I had some fun anecdote about improv right now, but I I truthfully can't remember anything about that day other than it was getting cold <laughs> and I wanted my parka after every tank.
0: Yeah, you guys saw shot that. That was all outside of that Toyota Center in yeah. Torrance, right? Yeah.
2: And I remember during um the walk and talk – this is not about that clip, but I'm really sorry, but whatever. But during the walk and talk, they were having, like, the rockets go off mm. behind us. And so it was a lot of, like, resetting up these rockets. And, and I, because I'm 12 years old, kept getting excited by the rockets anyway. So I think the first two takes, like, Aaron was too excited about rockets because Diana <laughs> was really excited about rockets. Um And then – but because we kept, to kept resetting – also just because the rockets were – whole thing to figure out um it was just it rained for a second then it stopped raining and it was cold and my hands were getting all pale and white and creepy looking but uh yeah because that's always where my mind is i'm like what is my body temperature right now while we're filming
0: do you ever use those uh heating sacks that you can hold
2: yeah those are those are great i put them on my feet too i mean i'm that person that has like Eight heating packs. I would strap heating packs around my stomach and my back during the <laughs> Lancaster stuff because it was so cold. Yeah. Wh-
0: wh- which was the stuff from Lancaster?
2: Um, all the prison. Uh, am I allowed to say this? Yeah. Yeah, sure. sure. The prison, all the prison stuff, stuff. The desert stuff. The episode nine and ten. The biking. Oof, that was that was uh, cold and windy. It was a lot of like the anytime I was outside, other than the Toyota Center, it was probably like.
0: 50 degrees. Yeah, and, 40 and how degrees. many miles did you end up jogging? That's one thing I didn't realize as an actor. How many takes? You like like I never jog. volunteered to run ever again <laughs> after I shot this one movie cuz I was just exhausted.
2: I think uh I don't know. I was like, at that point, I was so excited to be moving to get my heart rate up so I could start getting warm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'll run as much as you guys need me to. I I need to get warm. I'm freezing cold. (laughs) It's like 30 degrees and it's five o'clock in Lancaster. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that ice cream scene in the car, that flip of the ice cream, that reset must have been a nightmare.
2: Well, the funny thing is I wasn't being messy enough, which in turn made props have to clean up more because I couldn't quite like... Destroy the car as much as Jeff wanted me to. I think it took us like 17 takes to get the perfect ice cream um, <sighs> landing. and I felt so bad because it's such a nice car and I hated making it so dirty <laughs> and like I felt so bad and and because we needed to be like a certain amount of liquidy, I was like probably annoyingly hands on about the ice cream. Because once we'd figured out like what kind of the exact consistency of like what it needs to be for it to spill the right way, I was like, I have it down to a science. You don't understand. Like I can do this. So I was like insistent on like making the ice cream cone each time. Um, Yeah, it was like that was just me being kind of like
0: neurotic though. And that was a legit like Maybach, right? Maybach? Maybach? The car? The car.
1: I don't know. I don't know what the car was. I don't know what a Maybach guess, is. Mercedes. It's a
0: Mercedes. Yeah. yeah, I think a Maybach is exactly a nice Mercedes. Oh, it's then like yes. the Lexus for Toyotas, but sure. like the Maybach for. Okay, never mind. We <laughs> we cut that part out, guys. We're not we're not a bunch of car enthusiasts you don't have here. To cut uh, that out.
1: This is actually a Mercedes commercial. <laughs> that makes us look cool because we don't care about cars. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I'm yeah like,
0: yeah. What? What's luxury? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. N- Le- Nissan Leaf. Nah, I <laughs> not only know about electric cars. Um, now Diana, since you did that seventeen times with the ice cream spilling and uh, a prop master have to clean it up every time, uh, this is a great opportunity to bring up our prop master Scott McGinnis, uh, and you can personally apologize to him. Oh, great! Kindly.
2: <laughs> <Highline. laughs>
0: How's it going? Hi. Hey Scott, what's up man? So Diana was just talking about the ice cream scene uh, uh oh yes. Car. That must the, be that's tough for a prop prop person, right?
3: Well, you know what? Um that we spent way too much time kind of uh uh you know rehearsing that, you know testing it before you had to do it just to see, yeah. see how we could we could do it. And I, and it got to a point where I wasn't sure whether my crew just wanted to make soft serve ice cream and eat it because they kept trying it with different flavors and to see what would work better. And, uh, we quite honestly, though, I got to say Dana, we never did one as well as, as yours. Like the one cause when I watched it, nice. I don't know whether they enhanced it or what, but we did it so many times and it was never as good as the way that you did it. You're so it was, kind. You did it kind of perfectly. So it it almost looked like I thought, wow, did they enhance that? Because it was like the best ice cream spill I've ever seen. Not like I've seen a lot of them. But, you know, there was all this discussion behind the scenes because they didn't really want to do that in a rented car. You know, because it was a, such an expensive car.
0: Was it a Maybach, so, Scott?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see?
0: Was. See? Okay, That's I'm not right. an idiot. Okay, thanks.
3: Thanks. Yeah. So they weren't, um, you know, at first they didn't want us to do it at all. And so we, uh, you know, we were standing by with all the cleaners. Yeah. I wondered whether they even told the company that we rented it from that we were going to do that to their $200,000 car. Oh. See, when I, someone I, that, told
2: me the price of the car, I was like, I mm-hmm. can't spill ice cream on this. Yeah. <laughs> that goes against <laughs> all of my, my mother's morals. Like, I can't do yeah. that. That's so against the rules.
3: <laughs> so when that poor company who rented the car to us is watching or listening to this, they're going to they're gonna realize that, you know, that's what that smell is. They can't get out of their car.
0: <laughs> yeah well now the cat is out in the bag we're gonna own a maybach by season two so It's fine yeah pretty good
3: We'll yeah, have, have to write it into the script
0: yeah yeah i i love talking to the crews uh on the show because there's so much detail that's put into everything i we were talking to susan mancini um susan mm-hmm. Man- mancini uh our our mm-hmm. wonderful production designer and you probably work pretty closely with her right uh especially oh, definitely like the War Game episode, uh, there's mm-hmm. so much there uh, with props—the exoskeleton, the guns, mm-hmm. the balloons on Tony and everyone. I thought that was so yeah. freaking funny. Um, so, h- how does all that come about? Uh, do you work closely with Greg and then Susie? And how accurate are those things—guns uh, and such?
3: Well, the, the exoskeletons were um, were based on something real. You know, that's mm. that, and Greg had let me know. Um, A few months beforehand, he said, "Hey, we're going to do this thing with exoskeletons." So I started researching them, tried to figure out how I could uh, remake them, you know, in some way that without using the real thing. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, the the best when they're wearing that have all the balloons all over them. Yes, I had something completely different in mind, and I went with like a really high tech version with these these you know synthetic balloons, and I thought it looked really interesting. (laughs) And then, um, like with everything with the show, just trying to get inside Greg's head you know, to, to see how far you can go with the humor, how much, how, how real it's supposed to be. He did this drawing that was so funny because it was literally a stick figure with these little circles all around oh, it. That's amazing. And he said, no, this is what I was thinking. And it was a literally people with balloons all over them. And then, so we, so I did that and tried to make it look like, you know, something maybe space Force would do if that's all they had. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we, we thought, well, how are the, you know, they're BB guns, you know that they're using, and so we, um, you know, we were, we did a little test. I set one up, and we we were going to. Um, I said, "Well, they'll pop easily. A BB gun will." You know, one of the special effects guys even got involved and said, "Yeah, BB gun will will definitely pop one of these things." But Greg really wanted to shoot the BB gun. He kept saying, can't we just shoot the BB gun? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, after saying, and, and after about 15 minutes of it, we finally just set up a little test and said, okay, Greg, we can shoot the BB gun (laughs) 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 because it was like that little kid side of him came through. And, and I think in situations like, like that, where it's a war game, when Greg's really sweet nature comes through like that, where it's mm-hmm. a he goes back to being a kid with a BB gun, it sh- it made it less. It was completely different than what I imagined it because I hadn't, hadn't thought about it right at first. But it made it so non-lethal and non-scary and just fun, you yeah. know. Where yeah. and more, which is you know what what he had in mind and in, in so many cases in this, where it just becomes something something that's inside of Greg's head that I'm trying to figure out what it is because he's such got such great instincts for yeah. how far to go and, you know.
0: And and with everything um, from uh, set design to props, it really adds just layers of comedy. Mm-hmm. I thought the Tony white yep. balloon, because everybody else's balloon was like black. <laughs> and a Tony and getting the just press. <laughs> lit up with the white press balloon mm-hmm. was so great. So uh, that was really fun. Yeah,
3: that was fun. And then, and then, uh, Caitlin, also for your character too, because you know, it's because it's based on a real character. I wasn't sure, do we go head on with just the real character or Neither do was we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was anybody. It was really funny because, and I was totally fine with it, but you know, there was such miscommunication. Like, I came in for the photo shoot before the front of the magazine, and right. like, I got completely. Elizabeth Holmes up, and then mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh no 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 no! It's just like a hint." And like I was like, "Am I doing the voice? I can. I don't know what I'm like. Mm-hmm. What do we?" It was just like they were all over the place. We finally settled on something. People were asking me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you remember, but like department heads were asking me, like, "Okay, well, are we doing like an Elizabeth Holmes or are you?" J-? And I was like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, "I'm i just here for a week, guys. I am not <laughs> yeah. the person to I don't know. Yep. Yeah, yeah." But I get it. I mean, you that's know, just part of the process, especially in the in oh the, yeah, yeah, in a newer show.
3: Well, and also because it's based on a on a real thing, yeah. The space in the you know, space force is real, but we don't know what that really is yet. Yeah, you know, so we're kind of making it up. And in fact, there was this um, this thing I read in Wired magazine in the last couple of days, and it was something. It got my attention because it said Space Force, you know, coming out with this new rocket, and I didn't know if it was a When I first saw it, I didn't know whether it was something, a promo for the show, but it turns out it was a real thing and they have this new high-speed rocket, but I'm not kidding. They're calling it the super duper rocket. Oh my God. And I thought super if duper. we yeah, it was super duper rocket. I thought if we did that on the show, people would think we were just being lazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know? It's so funny. Like, <laughs> like the jokes in real space force is broader than the jokes in the show. Like the flag yes. reveal when they reveal <laughs> yes. the flag and it looks like a, a little art project in the real space mm-hmm. force. And, and we're like, if we would have presented that flag to Greg, he would have shut it down. He would be like, no, that doesn't absolutely look realistic. Yep yeah oh um,
3: dummies well, one of the things about that that rocket though that kind of played into the to the the character the Edison James character was that they said the reason why they were trying to develop a different fuel for it, and um yeah, so I thought wow we we actually that's already something that we kind of were playing around
0: with. <laughs> Yeah. You know,
3: which is what your, you know, your fuel of skinny fuel. Just rosé colored.
0: <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love that. And we're ahead of the real world, which is kind of cool about the show.
3: Well, you know, when, um you know, when you get, um, when you're spraying the skinny fuel on there, is, is your example. I thought, once again, I, I really thought it was supposed to be some high tech space force thing. So I designed something that you could tell that you'd started with a real barbecue, but it, look like a a jet engine coming off the top of it. And maybe you put it in there and it would shoot a flame out the top. And I had this whole contraption that I'd drawn up and sent to Greg. And he said, "Mm, no, I think it's just a barbecue. (laughs)
0: you do a great Greg Daniels impression that's awesome so uh, was that CGI flame the the, from the King's oh okay cool because I was wondering what did you put yeah well
3: because I had designed it tall just taller than uh, like just over six feet tall where the flame would come out of so so you could actually do it and we could do a real flame and and it would it would still be safe and you Mm. know thought all that through and once again it was just overthinking because that wasn't where the comedy was
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but that's so fun. You, you got to have one of the most fun jobs, like going to prop houses and also MacGyvering mm-hmm. your own props.
3: Yeah, that that is the the fun part is making this up because I've done a um, a lot of science fiction, but then also a lot of comedy,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, and this was a perfect kind of mix of both. Um, where because it, it's it's a lot more fun.
0: It's great. And and I think uh we all agree when we say uh, you did a wonderful job, Scott. Yeah, the props and, are
2: incredible uh, on this show.
0: Oh well thank you. Yeah, it was so fun. And and uh prop uh my glasses also that your glasses that was one <laughs> thing I never understood this why glasses is part of prop department and war and your clothes are the wardrobe department. There's a lot of I, I don't know what's going on there. They, they 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 need to just synchronize that.
3: Yeah. Oh I know. I know. And um and and yeah this was a this was our one little point of conflict on the show wasn't it cuz for some reason when I sent them out they took forever to get back cuz
0: they had your prescription in them i had no my i'm blind without my glasses <laughs> so the first 3 episodes i think i was wearing glasses mm-hmm. with no prescription in them And I was completely Mm -hmm. acting blind. But you know what? In hindsight, that actually was kind of okay. I felt like I was seeing a different (laughs) world, playing a different character because of my eyesight. And then when my eyesight (laughs) sharpened up, I became a worse actor, I think.
3: (laughs) Well, and they they cut around the things where you ran into the the company, you
0: knocked the bench over. (laughs) Yeah, good thing that Dr. Chan's not an action hero. You know, I don't have to do any crazy things where it does require precision eyesight. (laughs) You know, but, but because it's great,
3: each of the characters has the funny little things that you kind of discover along the way. Like whenever your character was eating, there was always something that you had done very
0: meticulously. Oh, I love that. The very OCD, you know? the french fries, yes, this yes. french fries. <laughs> and the cheesecakes. Yeah. I felt bad for you guys having to keep resetting. <laughs> and we only had yeah. so many pieces of cheesecake.
3: Yeah. It's actually, there were quite a few, but then it kept after several takes. It, uh, Ew. yeah, it had to destroy a lot to get those perfect little squares.
0: Uh, I remember Brandon had to reconstruct the cheesecake, uh, by putting cream and everything on it again uh-huh. because I cut into uh, yes. too many pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's well, great. I, I love all those I d- details. Yeah,
3: yeah, most nice guys hate food scenes for that very reason.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, go <laughs> tell that to Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always eating food. And uh, you know what? All my references. Being I, got yeah, it. I got it. I got it. I did it's, it. It's, yeah. Uh, thank you.
1: Well, you. You didn't laugh for him. You could
2: have saved that whole
1: thing.
0: Yeah, you I really smiled. left me hanging. I'm sorry.
2: Man.
0: <laughs> a smile does not come through in a podcast, Well, Diana. I,
2: dear podcast listeners, I understood Jimmy's <laughs> joke. I think he's very funny. You should watch his comedy yeah. special on Amazon. <laughs> yeah.
0: And with that, thank you guys very much. No, you guys are awesome. What a great episode. And thank you for coming on, um, Scott, Caitlin, and Diana. Love you guys. Love you, thank Jimmy. You for having me. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Later, guys. This has been Inside Joke Space Force. I'm your host, Jimmy O. Yang. Join us again for even more Space Force right here on the podcast.